Hello and a warm welcome. This is our latest episode of Momentum Meets. I'm Alistair Body, Business Development Director here at Momentum Broker Solutions. It gives me great pleasure to welcome our Managing Director, Howard Pepper, to the podcast. Welcome, Howard. Thank you. It's a pleasure. This month, we're delighted to be celebrating our 13th anniversary, having started with two members of staff and one broker partner back in 2010. We now find ourselves with 80 staff and 96 broker partners. What better way to start this special episode, I suppose, from right from the beginning, Howard. So thinking back to the start, what was the gap in the market that you drove drove you into? What at the time was, I'd say, a fairly unproven business model? Yes, I mean, like all sort of beginnings, they happen uh, sort of Quite coincidentally, I met up with a, a former colleague of mine who had become an appointed representative of, of a business. We started to talk and uh, soon realised that actually there are not very many people trading in, in that place. A little bit of research later and it became obvious that uh, it's a great business model, just not really um, in, in our space in the UK in the commercial insurance market. So with places like Australia, there's some fantastic appointed representative businesses financial services, people like St. James's Place in, in the UK, great, great businesses, but actually very, very few, uh, if any, uh, in the UK in the commercial space. So it seemed like a great uh, opportunity. And I suppose where you're coming from at the time, Howard, I mean, you, you're in the corporate uh, insurance broking world. It must seem like a million miles away, you know. What, oh, how, yeah. did you sort of, uh, how did you sort of uh, uh, move from one to the other? Yeah, a million miles away, uh, for sure. Quite an eye-opener, really. And, uh, you know, you, <laughs> you, you sort of get in, into things and uh, uh, think you know what to expect, but you don't. So I obviously my background was, was highly commercial with, with Marsh and then, then as uh, 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 one of the consolidators. Uh, so very much operating in, in that space. When we started Momentum, well, we, we, we raised some capital and started the business and did absolutely everything uh, by ourselves. Uh, to the point of, of going to Ikea, fetching the, the furniture and assembling the desks. Uh, no IT department, no HR department, no marketing uh, department. So absolutely. on your So steep learning curve, but uh, a lot of fun for all of that. So as opposed to having multiple departments you could call on, it was, I suppose it was just a call to Hazel at the, in the back in those days. Yeah, <laughs> Hazel wore about 10 hats and I wore the other ones, so that worked well. Excellent. And I suppose thinking about your corporate broking background, how do you see that's probably helped you craft where we are today as a business? Well, you know, in the early days, it, it is very interesting. You, you, you do start off having to disregard most of the things which, which you, you, you know instinctively from uh, it will get in the way. And I think a lot of people who start up their business will, 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 will tell you that you have to, to forget about that. As the business grows, of course, those corporate skills are really, really important. Um, you learn uh, what you've learned in, 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 in the corporate uh, world about resourcing, structure, processes, systems and all, all that sort of thing really becomes massively uh, important. Um, if you're doing it by yourself, you don't need, really uh, need that. But of course, we were uh, wanted to um, grow a business with scale. Um, so we were looking at raising finance, putting in place the financial mechanisms and uh, what have you, processes and systems which you need to support uh, a growing business. And my corporate background really helped in all of that. And I suppose you're coming from a position where you've got a re relatively rigid structure back in those days to a point where you've got a blank sheet of paper and also you've got some great ideas of what it might look like. Um, you really do get an opportunity to start from scratch. 
Oh yeah, I mean that's that's both a, a blessing and a curse for uh, for sure. You're you're accountable. If it all goes wrong, it's down to you in the corporate world. Uh, there's a whole whole load of people who could uh, <laughs> could step in, 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 into that for sure. But no, it it, it is all uh, it is all down to you, and and that is that is challenging, but but fantastic. You set your own agenda. You can start to to form a business with the culture and the style uh, which, which you personally feel works well, um, and there's no barriers to that. We'll come back to culture in a bit, um, but you know, here we are today, as we sort of touched on when we started. You know, 13 years old, 80 plus staff. I think you know we're pretty confident that we'll get to 100 appointed representatives by the end of the year, and an excess of 80 million pounds premium. Is this where you envisaged the business getting to, or was it really? Who knows when when, when you started back 13 years ago? Um, well, I mean, the, we have a bit of structure around that. When we started the business, say we, we raised some funds, um, we attracted an angel investor, put together a business plan. So um, obviously a lot of our partners, our partners all produce business plans. <laughs> we produce a business plan. I absolutely understand uh, what business plans are all about. Um, certainly, <laughs> if I look back at the Momentum business plan, it was a work of fiction. It, it looked good at the time. <laughs> And uh, and you look back on it, it doesn't really bear too much scrutiny. Reality is you start off with, with an idea, you look at what the marketplace and the opportunity is, and then it just all, all develops. Um, so does it look anything like uh, envisaged? Um, yeah, but probably five years later than, than expected. Um, overly ambitious, uh, didn't quite understand the mechanics of, but I think we learned pretty quickly. And uh, now we're absolutely at the place which we thought we would be. And and beyond that, in all honesty, uh, we've we've grown grown to a point where we now lead the market, and I don't think we we really felt that that would be the case. So, yeah, um, uh, a, a bit of both, a bit of both. And I suppose parking business plan aside, um, as you say, the work of fiction. But do, do you think you've achieved everything you expected to achieve, or or is there still plenty more to come? Well, definitely plenty more to come. Um, I'm, I'm not really <laughs> a believer in drawing a line and saying you've, you've made it. Um, I don't think you, you, you ever have at all. And there's always things you need to achieve. Um, I would say we've successfully started the first phase of our business. We've grown it into a business which now has scale and really has the ability to, to, uh, to, to kick on and do more, uh, provide better services and more support and uh, to more people which is uh, what we're all about. So uh, for me, um, having got to this place, it would be a, a little crazy to say that the job is done. I think there's an awful lot more to do, and I'm excited by you know being part of that. And, and thinking about that personally, Howard, what, what keeps you motivated to keep pushing? Um, just the fact it's going so well, or is there a lot more behind that? Well, you, you know what? I get more exercised when 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 things are are more challenging and you've got problems to solve and and what have you. Uh, when when the business continues to 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 grow and just just develop um, business as usual, that's not particularly exciting. And momentum has never been like that. Really, we've we've uh, forever progressed. Uh, we've carried on uh, looking for ways to in, in improve the business, and that is exciting. Uh, the exciting bit is making the business better and better and helping to be part of a team who, who which uh, does that. Um, so that keep, keeps me going at the moment. There's plenty to do. And look, personally, having been involved in a startup previously, I mean, I fully appreciate that in the early days, getting to critical mass is incredibly important. Um, 
How did you balance the need to grow the business and create that critical mass while sort of maintaining the quality of not not just only the appointed representatives or our broker partners, but also with the staff you employed? Yeah, uh, uh, that was a fundamental for the business, was then, uh, remains so now, will be for, for the future. Uh, we always knew that uh, that to succeed, we would need to uh, attract quality partners, uh, for sure. We would uh, not compromise in that regard. Quality colleagues uh, with the right culture and the right attitude to enable us to grow, we've never compromised uh, on that. So we're highly selective in terms of the partners we take take on board. We're highly selective of the, the, the colleagues which we take on board. We do a lot of training to develop, uh, developing uh, of, of, of people uh, by ourselves. It is a fundamental. I think once you start to compromise in, in both those uh, regards, uh, cracks will show in your business. And I think we've been very fortunate to, to, to attract great quality partners, great quality colleagues. And I suppose it comes when you look at recruitment, you know, the door is always open, isn't it, when it comes to good quality staff. If, if, if we find the right individual, we'll bring them on. Yes, and absolutely, we've all, always done that, whether there's a vacancy or not. If, if, if there's somebody, uh, somebody who we think would be a great fit for us uh, for the future, we'll absolutely do that. We've got a track record of, of doing that. And look, personally, myself, I've worked obviously with Momentum now for just over seven years. And there's one thing which really stands out for me in regards to, I suppose, the way we do things. Um, and is that there's a huge amount of empowerment within the business, which allows, I suppose, the business to get on and do the things it needs to do. I mean, what's, what's your take on that? And is that something that you try to uh, embed right from day one? It is certainly something you try to embed from, from day one. I think uh, corporate background taught me a lot about the rights and wrongs of of business culture and, uh, and the best way. I think empowerment is is absolutely uh, what it's uh, all about. Delegate, get out the way, uh, get great people on board, let them get on and do the job. Don't micromanage um, you know, the, the sort of things which which really actually can, can uh, actually destroy people's confidence and the ability of the business uh, to grow. So right from, from day one, we wanted to have a culture in the business which uh, re- reflected that. And uh, so far, you know, I think that the challenge is as the business uh, grows, uh, uh, for sure, it, it, it can become tempting to, 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 to get a little bit uh, more involved than, than, than you need to be. Uh, but really important, we resist that. Um, and that goes for everyone within our business, really. We've got some, we've got some great uh, people and they're, in, they're empowering and enabling uh, colleagues to, to, to do great things for our partners. You touched on culture again there, Howard. I mean, within a business, I mean, within the business world, culture is one of those buzzwords at the moment. How, how would you, outside the empowering staff to get on with things, how would you describe the culture of momentum? Well, you know, I mean, I can trot out a whole load of cliches and everybody does, and, and, and they would all be accurate uh, for sure. Um, but uh, we, we sort of generally do walk the talk. It, it, it is very team-based. Team uh, we are all in it together. Our business is a team-based business. It's supporting um, our clients, our partners. Uh, it's all about supporting uh, them. So uh, that culture actually comes in and externally and, and uh, internally. So it's very team-based. We work really hard. Uh, it, it's, you know, uh, it's a very, very busy uh, business. Anybody who's been in the insurance broking uh, uh, world would, would, would need to sort of check what they, their understanding is of, of a typical insurance broker when they, when they look at momentum. Huge amounts of new business. 
new partners who have demands who want to build their business and absolutely right rightly so so you have to have a can-do attitude you have to be in this as a team we all have to to, to work work together um, and i think that, that that does pervade the business i mean one of the questions i had written down here was about how momentum sort of uh, retained its original identity and values but i think that's that probably just comes down to not compromising us is this is what we want to achieve and there are, there are no other, other options, really. Absolutely. That. We, we never have. It served us, served us uh, well so far. We'll continue to serve us uh, for the future, uh, I am sure. But yes, we, we don't compromise on that. And, and Momentum has always referred to its appointed reps as broker partners. I remember the very first day that was, that was installed to me pretty quickly. And it was quite clear to me, having worked in the business, to understand why we do call them broker partners. But for those listening, why, why is it really important that we actually refer to them as what they actually are? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the business is all about partnership, and you know, we we, we are genuinely partnered with with, with our uh, appointed representatives. We share income with them. We provide services to enable them to to drive and develop their business. Uh, our fortunes are inextricably uh, linked. It is a true uh, partnership. Um, so that culture within the business is is, is really important. Whenever we bring our, our new colleagues into the business, we, we talk to them about the importance of of uh, what we do in supporting uh, our partners, how it enables them to to achieve what they, they need to achieve. We never lose sight of the fact it's their business. It's a privilege to be uh, supporting them. And uh, uh, we we absolutely uh, recognise that. It works so much better when, when we're completely aligned. And I think our partners would say that uh, about us. Uh, we are one business operating in two different ways and it, it works well. Just taking, I suppose, a, a slight change of tact here. We started talking about staff there, Howard, and uh, the importance um, of picking the right staff and, and getting the right, right people into the business. Yet, if you look at the market at the moment, I mean, it's not it's not isolated to insurance, but people are struggling to attract talent. You know, what, what do you think is driving that, and how is momentum coping with that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, a skill shortage. I think in our sector in particular. Uh, we used to have a great reputation as a sector for, for bringing in training, development, graduates, apprentices, and, and what are you uh, actually training second second to none. Uh, I think that moved away a little bit um, uh, over the last few decades. And uh, uh, I think the industry has probably not promoted itself well enough to our, our potential uh, candidates, uh, people who, who, who would actually find a great career in, in the insurance world. There is a general uh, situation, of, of course, but um, we can't and shouldn't hide behind that. It, it's it's our responsibility to make this industry attractive, to make sure we ha- we have great career paths for people. We have great training development. They can they can um, d- develop a, a great career, uh, exciting and interesting uh, uh, for them. So uh, we need uh, we are doing that. I think we we are doing that, but I think uh, you know that. We've we had a period of time when when I think we ignored that, um, and uh, uh, there, there is a uh, there has been a price to pay uh, for that. And look, I mean, one of the things which um, I think was a real testament to what momentum does in regards to its culture was during COVID, um, the, the camper van turned up on the driveway to give the staff somewhere to <laughs> to, to go on holiday and uh, and get away when you when you couldn't get away. I mean, what was the thought process behind that at the time, Howard? Well, I think we right from the start, we was always looking for ways whereby we could make it an attractive place for, for people to work for, you know. So when we started the business, we thought, well, 
uh, we'll have things like you can have your birthday off and uh, unfortunately if it fell on a weekend that wasn't <laughs> such good news but uh, we gave people half days off every month just to do whatever they need to do it didn't uh, didn't need to be anything uh, so we were always exploring well what could we do to 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 to, to make things better for, for our colleagues the camper van was a natural extension uh, of, of that hazel's idea uh, for sure um, and of course with with covid and that so we we went aboard a camper van, and that was uh, that was good. And I think uh, I think our colleagues really enjoyed that getaway at the weekends for a week uh, with their family, with their pets, and and, and all that. So that that's uh, that was good. We're not going to have a fleet of them, but but uh, it's good. it's good having them. <laughs> Moving on to more serious things, um, um, Hazel and Steve might hate me for the saying that, but governance and control. I mean, the FCA continues to invest in oversight of the AR space, and we've, we've certainly seen a bit of attention over the last twenty four months. I mean. What's your take on it, not only, I suppose, from Momentum's point of view, but from the wider market? Well, I mean, uh, obviously, in setting up the business from, from scratch, scratch, one of the, the uh, well, we, you know, we we existed to provide the regulatory umbrella for our principal, so we, uh, for our um, uh, appointed representatives. So we, we were absolutely aware of our, our responsibilities in, in, in that regard. Um, so we set out to, and, and Hazel had a great background in, in governance uh, to make sure that we built uh, a business uh, which would actually, you know, not only stand the test of time, but hopefully uh, would, would provide a guidance to others. Um, regulation, I think, is, is massively important. We, we see it when it goes wrong and uh, the outcomes uh, can, can be awful for consumers and businesses. Uh, so uh, we, are, we are very much... Um, alongside all of that and invest heavily uh, in it. And we do it so that our, our partners don't have to spend uh, that time and, and that money in, in, in doing it. Uh, so it, it's part of a raison d'etre, uh, and I would like to think we do it really, really well. Adding to that, I suppose the recent appointment of Steve Walton uh, was a big move for momentum. Um, in your mind, I suppose he was a critical hire for the business if it was going to continue the path it was going. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, as as we grew the business, grew, uh, grew the uh, scale. Um, uh, I think Hazel had to lose one of her ten hats for sure. She, uh, <laughs> she's still wearing nine, is she? Uh, well, she's we managed, managed to, to to thin them out a, a little bit, which is great. Uh, governance needs its its dedication. Uh, Steve was was a great guy. We we worked with at, uh, at the consultancy, which uh, which supported us. So so we knew Steve, um, and uh, absolutely uh, added, adding strength and resource uh, into that area. Looking at governance as a quality and, and a, a issue, uh, uh, really important. Uh, so it, it for us, yes, it it, it, it was. Uh, it was an expensive hire. I hope Steve not listening to this, but uh, but absolutely the right thing to do for the business. I mean, one of the one of the trends we're seeing, um, specifically in the appointed representative model, is brokers who are now starting to realise that the, I suppose, the easy money of tacking an appointed representative onto the size of the business probably isn't the right thing when taking into account the, the pressures from a governance and compliance point of view. What's your take on this and, and, and where do you see the market going in regards to, I suppose, people's at, I mean, brokers and principals' attitude towards um, appointed representatives? Yeah, I think that's absolutely right, Alice. I mean, um, I think many businesses, including businesses I used to work for, saw the appointed representative as an opportunity to enhance your revenue in a, in a very cost-effective way. Without really recognising the, the the issues, regulatory governance, um, and the challenges which those presented, 
Um, clearly, what what, what uh, uh, the FCA are um, absolutely rightly um, uh, very engaged in, in in the model. Uh, outside of, of probably our, our type of business model uh, more than others, but uh, as relevant uh, to ours. So I think that uh, now um, uh, the market has recognised that you need to have dedication, you need to have the skills and experience, you need to have processes and systems in, in, in place in, in order to, to do that. And the, and, and the market has definitely uh, moved towards that. Uh, I think that our, our um, insurer partners also are very engaged in that. We have lots of conversations uh, with them. Uh, they love our business model because it does provide that quality around uh, governance. It's not only the regulator, uh, regulator who uh, who has and rightly has demands of us. Uh, so there's an inexorable move towards uh, the quality side of things, and we are seeing that. And, and I suppose continuing on that quality theme and probably talking about another one of Hazel's huts, but um, technology and uh, operational process was critical. Um, when you start looking at the volume of work we're doing and the partners were involved and, uh, and the amount of staff we've got, getting that right was absolutely fundamental to making this business a success, wasn't it? Uh, it absolutely was, yes, and you're quite right. <laughs> one of Hazel's hats, uh, for sure. So systems, she, she worked very, in very early days with uh, um, Actress in, in a predecessor uh, business and in, uh, actually the first piloting of, of Actress into the, to the market. That became... Uh, you know the uh, the foundation of the business from a systems uh, perspective. Um, you uh, uh, being able to transact in an effective and efficient way is hugely important. Um, making uh, adding friction into the process is, is not good for anybody. It's not good for uh, for the cost of the business. It's not good for the service that you provide. So we we started often in in that vein, and and Hazel and the team have. Uh, have worked tirelessly to ensure that our systems and processes remain uh, state-of-the-art and we invest heavily uh, in that. Um, and I think that that works very well for us, for, for our partners. I suppose just continuing on that theme of technology, um, you know, one of the things I've noticed is we're very, very keen to drive um, operational efficiency and where we can. But the one thing which we're very careful about at the same time is is to make sure that we don't lose that personal touch, because ultimately this is a people business, isn't it? Yeah. And I always think about um, IT and technology as uh, the enablers to allow us to spend the time doing the things we should be doing, the relationships we have, the understandings we, we, we need to get. Uh, uh, for sure, if if you're not doing that back office thing well, then that is detracting from where you do actually provide uh, uh, value. Um, so, uh, yeah, very, very much a people's business, always has been, always uh, will be. Uh, the systems will enable us to support that much better. And, and continuing on that theme, the, you know, 50, over 50 of our staff work in the broking team. So, I mean, one of the things, once again, right from the early days was it was very, very critical in this business to have a placement team that ultimately was second to none. Mm. Yeah, uh, quite so. I mean, uh, for all the things we do, um, and we do a, a, a lot of things and provide a lot of support, uh, essentially broking is, is at the heart of, of our operation. So it is a, a broking operation and it is the vast majority of what we do. Building the right quality team is essential. Uh, we need to ensure that our partners were able to, to, to compete with the propositions and pricing um, out there. We could only do that if we built um, built a great team, uh, a team which built great relationships themselves with insurers and we had good strategic involvement with insurers in that. 
And I, I think we've done that really well. And I think there's lots of uh, testimony to, uh, to that. We've, we've got a, a great team. We're not complacent around that. We will always look to enhance and, and, and build on that. Yeah, and I suppose taking that to the next stage, it's, it's all well and good us having X amount of insurer agency, I think 280 at last count. Um, but, you know, how important was also whilst investing in the team and investing in supporting our broker partners, but to also invest in insurer relationships? Oh, yeah, yes, uh, key and critical, uh, uh, for sure. Um, uh, and I think that's something which uh, um, uh, throughout my time in the, in the industry, you really realise that you do need to have strategic relationships with insurers. They need, do need to be partnership relationships. Um, it's massively important. Uh, 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 that cannot be confrontational. You're not going to get the right results out of that. Uh, you do um, alignment goes all the way through our business alignment with our, our broker partners alignment with our insurer partners um, and that 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 has been uh, fundamental uh, and again I'd like to think we've done a great job uh, uh, with that um, and I think that would be borne out by by what our insurer partners would say about it no doubt some of them will be listening to this and I'm sure they'll comment on it <laughs> <laughs> if appropriately so uh I mean, looking at the wider appointed representative market, we've seen an increase. Well, we said just before, to be fair, about how we've seen people pull away from it. But we have actually seen an increase in competition in the startup space over the last few years. Yeah. I mean, we've seen hybrid models, which are an employed option. Um, and we've also seen what I would say is light touch solutions. What's your take on these and how is that sort of changing things in, in, in our space? Yeah, uh, obviously, um, looking at the the competitive landscape is is, is an important part of, of of what I do, and is, is is fundamental to 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 our future as a business. When we started off, there was literally one dedicated competitor. Uh, there was one one model, and as you said, lots of uh, lots of retail brokers who just had appointed representatives uh, as an adjunct to, to, to what they're doing. Now we've got different models, uh, people in there, investment in American businesses uh, coming in, in, in into the space, lots of development, uh, lots of different hybrid models as, um, uh, and, and different ways. We've sort of stuck to our model. We think it's the right one uh, to, to provide uh, what is needed for all uh, our parties. Uh, but we absolutely uh, have changed with, with the times and recognised new developments out there. Competition is great for us. Um, it, it keeps us sharp and and and, uh, and interested, looking at what's going on out there, making sure we don't get complacent about uh, uh, what we do is 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 hugely uh, important. Um, of the different different models, well. We think there's a there's a lot of fundamentals which are important both to us, our partners, the regulator, our insurers. They, they are around governance and controls and systems and processes which which support that. Um, we have seen some models which are rather light in that in in that that regard. Uh, we're not sure that those are sustainable in in the long term, um, and uh, uh, there probably will be. And uh, uh, you know the, the the regulatory activity of late would would lend you to believe that um, actually our type of model is uh, what is required uh, from an oversight governance and control uh, perspective. So we're, we're, we would not be uh, moving away from, from what our, our, our core objectives are. And I suspect that over time, the market would probably polarise around this as a model, because I think it is regarded as the, uh, the way that the appointed representative business 
uh, should be run. And continuing on that thing, what you said before about you won't be moving away from it. I mean, the, we've had conversations, haven't we, Howard, about the temptation to look at different ways of of approaching what we do, but that we're all every single path seems to lead back to doing what we're doing at the moment. Yes, uh, but you should always keep your eyes on those those, those things uh, uh, for sure. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, uh, this this feels like it is absolutely the right thing, and I think our partners would 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 uh, concur with with that for sure. It provides the support they they the they need. Um, it provides the comfort the regulator needs. It provides the comfort the insurers need. It, it does feel to be the right model. And I suppose thinking about the the evolution of momentum, you know, back in the early days, I mean, it was it was a broking operation and nothing more. Um, obviously, the models evolved um, in regards to providing additional support and services to our, our broker partners. Can you sort of give us a bit of insight in regards to how we've we has have as a business evolved over the last few years? Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. So uh, initially, of course, broking would always be important, and uh, our role um, as a principal always important. What we tried to do as we developed the business was really put ourselves in, in the place of the partners we were, were supporting and what their, their needs uh, uh, would be. So we've now developed um, a significant marketing department, um, uh, certainly as a, as a broker in the past, you, you would have a marketing department to provide that support to you. When you're starting your own business, you, you, you don't, and that is a very fast moving uh, sector. You need to have expertise around that um, system support hugely important uh, the, the changes in in the way uh, way businesses um, operate broking businesses operate over the years phenomenal that is also massively fast fast moving you need experts around that so we've got a great systems team um, uh, who will do that business planning is 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 really important uh, and you know uh, retirement planning succession planning all all those sort of things there's a whole range of things which we want to uh, and are doing uh, supporting our partners with so that that has uh, has evolved it is now a very comprehensive uh, service proposition one of the things you've been quite vocal on uh, on um, LinkedIn in particular is about the ongoing consolidation um, and its impact on independent broking it does seem to be a little bit relentless of late what's your take on the opportunities and challenges this is creating for momentum's broker partners well, I mean, um, consolidation is a sort of way of life, really. It has been. Um, it, it, I know we've we've, we've had uh, uh, probably supercharged over the, the the last few years, and there are there are economic factors for why that that has has made sense. There's a huge amount of that. I've always felt as momentum as as a regenerating business. Uh, so um, consolidation is always going going to to happen. We are regenerating uh, the sector by supporting startup businesses, uh, small independent brokerages, so that they can compete with the with the consolidators. So our, our model thrives on on that for sure. We're also very fortunate in as much as we attract people who actually find themselves working for businesses which they never intended to work for and in cultures they never intended to be part of. Um, so uh, often they will, they will having you know, established great relationships with clients, providing a great level of service, want to continue to do that, look at, look at uh, being able to do that by themselves. And of course, we provide them support so that they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with, uh, with the consolidators, provide great propositions, look after their clients, build their own businesses. 
So um, I absolutely do not think that uh, consolidation is, is, is a force for good or a force for evil. It's just a force. And, uh, and for us, it has enabled us to, to, to do lots of things which have been positive for, for Momentum and our partners. Continuing on that theme of consolidation, Howard, you, you must have been tempted by offers. You know, why, why is independence important to both you and Momentum and its broker partners? Yeah, I mean, uh, there are probably very few uh, broking businesses out there who have not been approached by uh, consolidators, uh, uh, for sure. And of course, we uh, we get our fair share of interest and, uh, and that is fine. Um, we support independent brokers, so independence is is, is a big part of our, our DNA, uh, really. Um, so I guess as tempting as, as some of these things can be financially and, and otherwise, um, I love the fact that we're an independent business um, and that we're in control of our, our own destiny and we can support our partners in, in the way we think uh, best. Uh, and uh, that, is, that is what we're all about. So uh, not really tempted at all. Uh, uh, for sure, we we would uh, always look for people to invest in our in our business if that can enable us to provide greater things uh, support for for our, our, our partners. But re- remaining independent is is really critical for us. Might be putting on the spot with this next question, Howard. So apologies in advance, but we see the terms market leading. We see quality service and support really overused by marketeers at the moment, and. Uh, I think for a lot of people who are reading this, the, the, the marketing literature, it's becoming a bit of white noise. I mean, what's your take on this? And, and, and how would you describe momentum without using those terms? Well, I, I probably would use those terms if, uh, if, if, if I'm honest. I mean, when we set out, we, our mission was to become market leading, um, uh, for sure. <laughs> then you have to define that. So yes, you're, you're, you're absolutely uh, right. We want to be the business which people look at and say, that's the way it should, should be done. Um, market leading is many things to, to many people, uh, for sure. We know we're market leading because, well, you know what? We we provide support to more people. We employ more people in our sector. We, we provide a greater return uh, for that. Uh, the partners we operate with, the insurance market, will say that if you want to, to be in a point of to go to Momentum, they are the market leading business. Uh, uh, it, it, for us, it, it is important. It's also important that we, we stay that way, uh, for sure. Um, it's it's, it's uh, uh, one thing to, to get yourself in a position where you, you can truly, truly say that. Um, but it's very different um, to, to maintain that. When we started this business, as I mentioned before, we looked at, um, looked at Australia in particular, who've got some brilliant appointed representative businesses. We would be an absolute minnow in that marketplace with so much to, so much to learn. So... Yes, we are market leading in 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 a modest business. Uh, our mission has always been to expand this marketplace uh, to make the model more relevant for more people, and uh, in that regard, um, really drives the development and the regeneration of, of the sector. So uh, it, it it's it's a term; it's completely irrelevant. Um, I like the badge, <laughs> but it, 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 but as you say, everybody tries to wear it anyway. So <laughs> maybe it's not worth yeah, it. Excellent. And and last question before we uh, we leave it there, Howard. But um, looking forward to next year. What what do you see the big priorities? Uh, next year should be interesting. I think there's, there's some economic changes which uh, which uh, will impact uh, in our sector. 
Um, uh, clearly, we would hope that, the, that uh, uh, on a broader basis, the UK economy starts to improve, as it looks like it, it may do. Inflation is going to stay high. That's a force for good in the insurance world. I know people would hide behind that, but it does drive growth. Uh, the insurance market um, is starting to show signs of, of, of what well, let's say, being less hard. Um, hardening markets is also obviously a very good thing for for insurance brokers um, that will pay back um, a, a little bit i think there will be um, a massive amount of competition in, in the marketplace consolidation drives the need for things to be done to drive bottom line growth so we will see um, i i think quite a, a lot of activity interest rates are probably going to come come down a little interest earnings are uh, are a good thing for the insurance breakable. So there's that the, we, we've certainly had some tailwinds in our sector for a few years. Any business which has not grown organically really needs to take a very close uh, look at, at itself. So some of those tailwinds will, will, will drop off a little bit, but uh, there are some some fantastic uh, opportunities uh, uh, for sure. Uh, I think we will see more and more people recognise uh, this type of model as, as 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 the way to go in terms of starting their own businesses. Uh, there's a, there's a, an entrepreneurial spirit in the UK, uh, which is uh, uh, both fascinating, uh, exciting, and interesting, uh, which uh, I, I think will, will will drive some factors as well. So next year, um, I think it'll be a very positive uh, one for businesses like ours and for for our partners. But we do need to be cognizant of the fact that some of the things which have probably give the illusion of, of, of greater success uh, uh, than that actually has been uh, will slide away. Um, so you need to be better and better and better at what you do. What a great way to finish. Thanks very much, Howard. Um, that's all we've got time for today. So on behalf of everyone listening, Howard, a big thank you for joining us. It's much appreciated. Well, thank you. Enjoyed it.